millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig, and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, welcome. So, I realised my true geekdom when I discovered, amongst my books, my childhood stamp collection. Do any children still collect stamps? I seem to have a large number, celebrating the UN in 1967, when the place can only have been about 20 years old. Uh, I hadn't realised as a kid, but the only women I have depicted on my stamps are mythological females uh, representing truth and peace, which, if you look at the stamps, can clearly only be done if you've got your top off. Uh, I've been thinking about heroes, because it's in the air. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the American Revolution. Well, it figured uh, large in my life, not because I'm so old, uh, but because I grew up in the United States. It, well, it was pretty much all the history they had. Uh, and even those who know very little about it may be familiar with the name Paul Revere, an American silversmith who in April 1775 took his horse for a midnight dash to alert the colonial militia that the British were coming. His daring was dramatised in Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's poem, Paul Revere's Ride, and he's in this book, uh, The Rainbow Book of American History. So somebody who isn't, and you may not have heard of, performed the same feat of heroism, except rode twice as far, was only 16 at the time, and a girl. Her name was Sybil Luddington, and she was born today, April the 5th, 1761, in Fredericksburg, New York. Her father, uh, Henry, commanded a troop of local militia in Westchester County, which, as it happens, is the county where I grew up. Now, news had reached Westchester that a large body of British troops were on their way, uh, but Colonel Henry's men had all gone home to plant their fields. Now, this is no way to run an army, and Henry needed to rally his troops from every village. It was Sybil who spread the word, riding her horse Star 40 miles through the night to raise the alarm. Great story but there has been a problem in documenting Sybil's bravery. It's a continuous issue with women in history. Sybil's ride was not told in verse by a famous poet, but, as so often happens with women, handed down as oral history through her family. 
It was more than 100 years after her ride that a local New York historian called Martha Lamb recorded the tale in her book History of the City of New York. Lamb was at pains to explain that she had been thorough in checking the facts, but for many, it was still not enough. In America, there's a very powerful group known as the Daughters of the American Revolution. Uh, these are women who trace their ancestry to those who fought for American independence. You would think they might embrace Sybil, but they have declared that the evidence is not strong enough to support their criteria for a war heroine. Uh, not everyone agreed. Her hometown of Fredericksburg is now called Ludingtonville. Uh, but this problem of proving things affected Sybil herself. When she was 76, she tried to claim a war pension through her husband's service, but lacked the right papers to prove she had ever been married. She died in poverty the following year, never thinking she might have claimed the money in her own right. When I was a kid, I grew up in a small town in New York called Mamaroneck. It was a neat little harbour settlement on the Long Island Sound. And the name, I was told, came from a Native American expression meaning where the fresh water meets the salt. That's all the Native American background I have, as we weren't taught anymore. Even the local historical society seems uninterested. Uh, they begin their online history of the town on an exact day, September the 23rd, 1661, when a London merchant called John Richbell bought the land where the town now stands from the Siminoi Indians. The fact that the Siminoi would have had shed loads of history before September the 23rd goes unremarked. It was never written down, so it didn't exist. What we now know is that the Siminoi were unlikely to have had the same understanding about the transaction that Mr. Richbell did. To them, land was simply somewhere that sustained you and not something that you owned. It's a bit like the myth that the Lenape tribe sold Manhattan for $24 worth of trinkets. Uh, this much-repeated nonsense suggests a gullible indigenous population who gave away some of the greatest real estate in the world for a few eye-catching beads. If we want better facts about what happened, it's probably useful to look at a later 17th century deed for the Dutch purchase of Staten Island, also for $24, which lists goods to be brought from Holland and delivered to the Indians, including shirts, socks, cloth, muskets, bars of lead, powder, kettles, axes, awls, knives. This is all sensible stuff. Most likely, the Lenape believed they were simply allowing the newcomers to use the land and not to wipe them out of it. Time and again, the history we learn is entirely dependent on who wrote it down. And I've been thinking about heroes and who gets to decide where that mantle of greatness is placed. Uh, there are 828 statues of the great and the good registered in this country, of which about 10% are of named women. Uh, take out the royals and any woman from mythology, and you are left with just 27 women who have been thought to have done enough to receive a hero's memorialising in bronze. One of them is a life-size depiction of the Native American Pocahontas, which stands in the grounds of St George's Church in Gravesend, Kent. It was today, in 1614, that she married the English colonist John Rolfe in Virginia. She was 17 at the time. Uh, she was the daughter of an important chief of the local Senacomaca tribe, and the year before she had been held captive for ransom by the English settlers. She had been encouraged to convert to Christianity and change her name to Rebecca. She married John and two years later he took her to London to show her off as a civilised savage so that he might encourage investors in the new settlement of Jamestown. 
I don't know exactly what happened, uh, but I do know that she and John had set sail back to Virginia after their trip to the UK when she became ill. The ship docked at Gravesend, uh, where she passed away of unknown causes, aged perhaps just 20 or 21. So much of her life is shrouded in mystery. We don't know the exact date of her birth. Uh, it is possible that Pocahontas was not even her real name. Uh, most likely it was a nickname, meaning playful one. Uh, there is some thought that she actually concealed her true name because there was a native belief that the English might be able to cause her greater hurt if they knew her real name. So the movies will have us believe that she saved the life of one John Smith, but here fact is again muddied by Smith's own tall tale trying to big himself up. Most of what's been written about her over the years is, to use a marvellous American expression, hogwash. The fictional depiction of an Indian who admires the white man, adopts Christianity and the imported European culture makes white Americans feel better about themselves. The many harms inflicted on the native culture can be overlooked, as the story of Pocahontas helps to rehabilitate a terrible history. The true story, if you dig as deep as you can, is of a clever and brave young woman who served as a translator, an ambassador for her own people, and a leader in her own right in the face of immense European power. Her people were faced with an interloper who was technologically stronger in every way, and she helped negotiate a way forward. Certainly her marriage to John Rolfe helped create peace between the Jamestown colonists and the local tribes. It lasted years and was known as the Peace of Pocahontas. I should like to have met her. By all accounts, she was spunky and forthright. Uh, my favourite story about her concerns the time she met the King in the Palace of Whitehall. The story is told that she found King James so unprepossessing that she didn't realise who he was until someone told her afterwards. Both Pocahontas and Sybil Luddington were eventually commemorated on stamps. There are so many people being heroes at the moment, but I hope someone is writing it all down. We're going to need an awful lot of stamps. Take care. Be kind. We will get past this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.